All right, we got another episode of Tea Time at PhysioX. Today we have Jordan Kucher. You got it. How you How doing, you? guys? Pleasure to have me here. Perfect. So Jordan is, well, actually, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a master health coach and trainer with over 10 plus years of experience in the field. Yeah, so that's the deal. Mm -hmm. So I think you're underselling yourself a little bit. Which, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need more to expand yeah, yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Please expand on that. So I know more recently you went into more functional health coaching, yep. right? And that's something when we had the first conversation, I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, but after you told me, I was definitely a lot more intrigued about it. So why don't you tell, tell us what is that exactly? So how does yeah. separate with like a regular personal trainer that you might find out like a BSC or something? Absolutely. Well, no shade to BSC, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that split up into a couple different cabinets. Um, the, the biggest one was getting the precision nutrition certification, um, and then moving on to the master health coach certification, um, which really is a 20 week extensive course that's predicated around, yes, behavior change and creating actionable goals, but also more so how we can remove some ambivalence and get the clients to realize rather than me directing them and hey, this is what you need to do, which is kind of I think more of a traditional approach to how a trainer client relationship is. It's me fielding a bunch of questions, getting to know them a little on a little bit deeper level to find out what really motivates them and what are their real drivers and put together some small habits and good small week by week behaviors that we can do to achieve some of those goals they're setting along the way. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that arm of kind of things. And that also sets me up to be a nationally board certified health and wellness coach, which I'm on the track to take that certification course in, I want to say March, mm. um, which is just an, it's relatively new, so it's exploding, but it allows me to do a host of different things. Um, oftentimes being used more so in a clinical setting, like one medical has some nationally board certified health and wellness coaches that can help as an aside to traditional, um, you know, health practices as well. Mm. So a little bit of that and kind of working on shifting my clientele and my company to fit more of that image. Mm. Well, so tell me like what kind of extra things you can do yeah. with that extra certification that you can't do now. Like where's that boundary? Yeah, so, so where the differentiator is, is I probably wouldn't be sitting down with someone for an hour having a one-on-one -on -one conversation that's predicated around, hey, here's our set habits that we're trying to change, here's what we're working on, and start to have them realize and see how they're doing on their track progress. So that's a big differentiator with, with what we're doing. And then the other thing I'd like to really lead to, especially with um, some of that being board certified and also being ACSM exercise physiologist certified, is start to get some of those baseline readings and see if we can create improvement. So baseline readings being a little bit of a backtrack, but I've, I've trained doctors, I've trained surgeons, and a lot of people in the medical field. And some of the, there's a lot of disconnect and misconception about how these people operate. You know, in the case of the primary care physicians that I've trained, they have 15, you know, they have 15 minutes to find out essentially if someone's dying or not, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where their priorities lie. And that's not to any fault of their own which I once maybe thought, or I've also oftentimes heard trainers blame them for. The reality is they have 15 minutes to get in and out and see you know, a stack of 12 people, and then they have script notes to follow afterwards. Mm -hmm. 
so really that's that's the face time they get and i'm more concerned about the preventative aspect of that and how how can we look at your health vitals and see those steadily improve mm. and i've done that successfully with a couple clients and you know had them steadily track you know whether it's blood glucose or blood pressure or cholesterol mm. levels and see those steadily go down over time right right so as you were kind of saying all these i can't help but think that we're diving a lot more into like psychology almost yeah. right because what you were saying before is like work traditional personal training is more like you do this you do this yeah. but you sound like you wanted them to have more of an intrinsic motivation to a, to go through these habit changes was that that's that's that perfectly kind of? summarized it's it's that whole package deal but that's a that's a huge factor in in kind of the differentiator exactly finding their intrinsic motivators um rather than consistently yeah. barking orders at them so how, do, so, how do you, how, so how do you do that because mm -hmm. how do you get someone to want to make these changes because i know people sign up for personal training yeah. or whatever and it's like hey look just tell me what to do i'll do it you know i'm gonna get results right 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 but that's not really what the long-term success no really no entails. i mean i think you know something like the statistics of a bounce back from traditional weight loss strategies is somewhere in the 90 to 95 percent return back like if someone lose a lot of weight if someone lost their weight the within i want to say a five-year period 95 percent have gained it back and that's that's a true statistic and really holds up. So that, it's, an, it's insane. That's crazy. It's I didn't insane. know that actually. I thought it was. I thought it's high. I didn't know it's, it was ninety-five. It's very high. It's very Jeez. high. Um, don't quote me. It's, it's ninety-two to ninety-five. But, um, or so. Anything with a nine in there. And I'm it's like, crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So so again, it's because people have had such drastic weight loss in such a compact short amount of time. It's. You know, the, the stereotypical U.S. weekly pop-up blurb where it's like, John lost 90 pounds in two months or something, mm -hmm. which is, you know, good credit to him. But the reality of the situation is I can almost guarantee you he's gained it all back by the time, you know, that's mm -hmm. popped through. Why is that? Why, why, why is that? I, I, to me, the true motivator is, A, the speed with which you're losing, which sustainable weight loss usually happens in about 0.5, one pound and on extreme size sides two pounds a, a week mm -hmm. so i mean it's that rapid decline of of just cutting out calories and then it becomes a very simple equation of you've removed those calories and then hey i'm happy i'm where i'm at so we just you end up gradually just adding those back in and you're at the same scenario you were all those years ago or mm -hmm. or those couple years before so so what's the difference if you were to lose it slower slower well one part of where kind of i come in with what i do mm. is we've set down cornerstones of not just telling you what you need to do like i said but like also putting in small things for example um, anything that's going to contribute to creating better society levels like hey let's get some water in how can we on a week-to-week -week basis gradually track and increase our water intake which indirectly is going to help with weight loss and also give them some foundational knowledge and understanding as to why that's important. Because yes, I would say the knowledge component is the big thing, right? Um, just having someone snap out some, you know, track and snap out some, some calories isn't gonna be what does it. They need some type of baseline understanding so that they can have the tools for when I leave them. You know, I might not train them forever. Um, so when they are, they're gone, I want them to have the tools of, hey, I know how to lead a healthy lifestyle beyond the my food pyramid, mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah, but what about all these, you know, everyone's so busy now, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, everyone's got, like, you know, I'm working, yep. and then I come home, and I'm working some more, and then I got these vacations, I got kids. Like, how do you get these people to change their habits oh. when their life is so crazy? Oh, perfect, oh, perfect. That's the, that's the beauty of it, and that is the nature of my clientele. And it is getting them to probably most predominantly is just slow down first, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's where kind of having that time where we just set aside rather than telling them in a hour training session, just giving them some, some random thought words. It's, hey, we take an hour outside of our training session, sit down, you have to dedicate this hour, show up, and we discuss all the things that's going on in your life so that you can plan and I can plan to help you for success. So whether that is, okay, so you have three kids and you know, my, <laughs> My, uh, my heart goes out to all the moms and, and, and uh, fathers out there. It's, it's an involved process amongst working. So everyone's trying to juggle all these things. And then in the back of their mind, I want to lose some weight. Mm. So it's not saying that we don't appreciate, we can accommodate those things in your lifestyle. So, okay, maybe you have to pick up the kids from, you know, drop offs at seven and pick ups at 2.30 maybe between that time you make yourself a protein shake while you're running around or um, we get you a big jug of water. It's little, those little things stacked up on top of each other over a sustained period of time that's gonna mm. get them that long-term weight loss strategy. So it sounds like with the new, I don't remember all the names of it, but sure. all the different new certifications that you have, you're able to kind of take that aspect mm -hmm. and almost audit someone's time in, in a way yeah. to make these habits fit into it. That, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful summary. Yeah, I think that's even, even more direct what I'm trying to get out of this. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of auditing time, planning ahead, and A, getting them to understand. Um, you know, that's, that's the other kind of process of the whole thing. Like, I can't, it's just going to be in one ear out the other if I'm constantly telling them. If it comes from their why and their true reason and motivator for doing these things, then it's gonna make it have a lot more impact. Right, so how do you get that out of someone? How do you yeah. get to someone's why? Because people Perfect. are very superficial, you know? It's, I mean, Jordan, I just wanna lose this damn weight. <laughs> I just wanna like look good and shit. But yep. how do you get, you know, the true meaning behind all the stuff they're saying? Yeah, I mean, I think that part is, is just part of what I've been able to do and, and kind of my experience level is just kind of constantly devolving the why and not letting them bail out with that superficial thing. Mm. Because I think personally, I think that's a cop out. I believe that if you, when you really break someone down, no one is, maybe someone fundamentally just wants bigger biceps, but it always comes from a deeper real meaning, right? Someone wants bigger biceps because they want to attract the opposite sex or they want bigger biceps because they want more confidence at work. It almost, I've never sat in a room with someone and had it not dissolve into something more real or more purposeful than that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to be clear, you know, again, these certifications, while extensive, are by no means, it doesn't qualify me to be a psychologist, right? I'm not, mm -hmm. so when we say mine, I'm careful of saying, I just am here to be a conduit mm. or like turning on, it's like a light switch. I'm just here to turn on the light switch. They've got the electricity. They're there to create the electricity and make it all go. Like mm -hmm. I have to make them realize rather than me picking their brain so much. It's okay. them understanding and think tanking around those yeah. kind of No, I, I definitely resonate with that. Yeah. And when, it, when you were saying 
you, there's always a deeper why mm -hmm. to why someone wants like a bigger bicep or, or something like that. Sure. That's exactly how we looked at uh, injuries. Right. Like no one really wants to fix their back. Yeah, yeah. The, we, the reason why I say that is because a lot of people deal with this for a long time. Yeah. And every time we get on a call with someone who's dealing with these issues, it's always like, well, I've been dealing with this thing for the last three years. And more recently, I couldn't play with my kids. You know, and this is when I decided to get on, get on this call. Because my question always is, well, you've been dealing with this for three years. Why, why now? Why is now the right time? Why wasn't the right time two years ago? Was, oh, and then, and then you really start to dig in and you start to understand. I think part of it, a lot of people, as, as it relates to pain or even like physical fitness, yeah. there's a piece of identity deep in there. Like, I just don't feel like myself because I'm not able to play with my kid. I don't feel like I'm be, being able to be the dad that I envision myself to be. Or I don't feel like I'm this athlete that I tell myself I am because I'm just not able to perform at a level that I should. Yep. And it's yep. almost like an identity crisis. And that's kind of a, a theme I've been seeing through all the people that, uh, I work with. And that's why our tagline is actually life without limits. <laughs> I, I love that. It's to really kind of bring that piece to the forefront. Yeah. Cause let's face it, man, physical therapy is kind of boring. You yeah. know, no one really wants to, <laughs> to go and do these things. Right. But people want to climb mountains. Right. People want to feel happy. And I saw that on the IG story today. Very nice, very nice accomplishment. Oh, yeah? We had someone <laughs> climbing, climbing a wall. That's that's a pretty big accomplishment. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, it's, so yeah, to me, like to me, it's not boring because a, I'm in the fitness industry and like this, I'm kind of nerdy. I like nerding yeah, out about you, that You're stuff. the exception because you're yeah. in you're in the industry. If you're not in the industry, you, you just no. have like a bump shoulder. You're like make me feel good. Make me feel good. Help me help me rock climb, which which is awesome when they do it and they'll never forget you for it. So mm -hmm. I mean. I think that's that was part of it. Like wanted a little bit bigger impact, and, yeah. and you know, see, see what levels we can make some of that change happen. Right. And I guess that's kind of one of your motivations to pursue these higher level certifications, right? Because, I mean, you were always a good trainer. I mean, you were a top trainer at some of the best gyms out here in Boston. Um, I mean, at that point, someone could have said, "Well, Jordan's already here. He already made it." Right. So, what made you go from here to? here <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean there's always a level i mean i think a lot of that comes with me just being a, a naturally curious person which i think always lends itself well to a to the field of science anyways you don't you don't enter into some kind of science field without being curious in nature um so yeah it's just like what is next i i don't find myself a very very complacent person and uh have you always been that way like you, like childhood yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I, let me rephrase that. I would always consider myself a not complacent person. Yeah, mm. ab absolutely. Right. Um, you, would you get like straight A's in school and all that? Eh, let's let's listen. <laughs> Remember the physical fitness point. I like to play a lot of sports. I did oh, a lot okay, of sports. Okay, Excel right. sports. Uh, academics came later. I took a late shift as I realized, hey, you know, this this stuff is pretty worthwhile now that sports are slowly fading into the rear rear view. Mm. You know, I um, I did alright. You know, played played basketball in high school and and played for a short stint in college and. Wait, you what know, did you play in college? Uh, I played at UMass Amherst for, for yeah, a year. I was, I was with you, man. I was in UMass <laughs> with you. Represent, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Wait, what did you play? Um, I played 
end of the bench my first year. B-ball? Basketball? Uh, B-ball, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. So, so did that, yep. Nice. And it was just a walk-on. So it was, okay. it was an awesome, but all the same, it was an awesome experience. Really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the, that was the transition into personal training. And, you know, if luckily it worked out. You know, you have like one of those, you know, you're, uh, you sit down for college and then like <laughs> your conversation's like, hey, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And you're like, mm. And she's just going down a list. And I was like, she said kinesiology. And I was like, Sounds sounds fun. Sounds yeah. right. You know, <laughs> luckily, luckily it worked out. Sounds like I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, exactly. Did you minor in anything? Did I? What? Did you minor in anything? No minors. No, just just kin, which which honestly was was a lot for me at the time. Like I said, it was kind of you know a lot of focus on the sports. I always did clarification. I always did well in school. Mm. I just it was it wasn't the major priority. I think I think um, as I got to school and like wanted to set myself up for a, for a good career and stuff, I started taking it more seriously. Yeah, once you understood that, I probably should. <laughs> yeah. Work a little bit. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I was, not the greatest uh, student, but when it came to graduate school, yeah. I said, okay, I need to make it to graduate school. Right. So I should probably work on my grades. Then when I'm in graduate school, they're like, well, if you get a B, you fail. And right. I'm like, I probably should probably aim for straight A's just to cushion myself a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Who wants that? Yeah. Just pressure, right? Pressure makes you perform. Exactly. So I needed that. You know, sports were in the rear view. I needed that competitive outlet somewhere, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so always want to challenge myself to level up. And I, I think that comes from sports. Mm -hmm. you Did you, were you always like a people person? Because I know you're a personal trainer. You have to be in front of people all the time. You know, that, that part's very interesting. Because, um, I don't know, either, either major life events or whatnot. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty firmly rooted as an introvert. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, that's the first time I heard that because I know a lot of really, really good trainers and coaches yeah. that I've met, introverts. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's, that's interesting. And, you know, we all picture that really a fallible, like super charismatic trainer. Like we, we know that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm here to say like you can, you can do well in this industry because it, it's one-on-one. -on -one. Like that's where my comfort zone is. That's where I feel best. So... Mm. You know that's my time. To to all the people around me, I apologize in advance because after I get out of those, you know, ten, twelve hour, you know, trainings, I am not the most sociable person anymore. It zaps my batteries, but they get my they get my uh, charisma for yeah. sure. So how do you recharge your battery? Do how you do I recharge my battery? Um, I when I when I get home, like you know, it's just settled down. I'm a little bit more reserved. Like I'll I'll read, I'll chill out, watch a series. Mm. Um, Still definitely learning, picking like you know, picking a lot of good phys books and. Yeah. Um, How do you? Yeah. What do you recommend for your clients who needs to recharge the battery? What do, What do I reckon, reckon, uh, recommend for a client that needs to recharge their battery? Yeah, like the overly busy mom or dad. The or, overly know. busy mom and dad. It's it's you know it's it's understanding what what uh, what gives that for them, but like at some at some semblance, you know, if we're talking about strictly bedtime prep right i'm gonna be an advocate for like you know reduction of blue light exposure setting mm -hmm. your temperatures closing your shades like creating a good sleep restful environment which entails all those things mm -hmm. um you know the, the blue light stuff we know by now is ultra stimulating and it's not going to be what winds you down trying to cut caffeine intake after 2 p.m mm -hmm. um you know little little things like that 
implementation and things like that. Are you an advocate that's, of that? That's beautiful. I'm an advocate. <laughs> I'm an advocate. <laughs> see, good words, right? Yeah, very well put. Very well put. So I will come and go with Headspace. Yeah, no Headspace. And it's a great app, by the way. It's a, it's, so again, for in terms of behavior change, it's a wonderful start starting pace because it says for all those super high performers who are going all day, mm -hmm. it's two minutes to start. And it's just sit there and be present, which again, something I struggle with. So it's not that these experiences are unrelatable to my clients. A lot of them are, and, I, and it's things I work through. You know, the, the misconception about what I do, and I've had like people perk up before and be like, well, you're going out to eat after this? Like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I can, that's why, I, <laughs> that's what, hey, I can, and I would anyways. But this is what I promote, like the, the opportunity to live a flexible lifestyle rather than entirely right. stripping yourself of all joy to get where you want. But how do you live a flexible lifestyle yeah. if you're trying to lose weight or uh, you, you sure. have these big goals you need to hit? Yep. So, so I mean, I do it with all kinds of clients, but in, in a very in degrees of extreme. But I think a good generalization, good blanket statement is just the 80-20 rule. You know, what's the 80-20 rule? 80-20 of, of anything is basically like your, where you live, whether it be your clothes, your wardrobe, or um, your work-life balance, whatever it is. In the case of clothes, it's you really realistically wear 80% of what you have, uh, really 20% of what you have, and 80% is kind of underutilized or vice versa. Damn. So you just end up, <laughs> end up throwing it on, right? I'm just literally you wearing... you stick to those main staples, right? I wear my logo every single Ex day. Exactly. And all that other stuff just sits in the back of the closet. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, it's just that you need to be successful 80% of the time. It's not, you know, it's your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, a salad with chicken, and Thursdays, the pizza. Oh. Oh, yeah, nice, oh. right? Right? Okay. And you okay. can still win. And I've done it with clients. You know, I've had people. You have yeah, people I've, losing weight eating uh, pizza? Absolutely. It was pizza, like, I don't know specifics. Like, I'm sure okay. they've had some pizzas. They don't, they, they slip some things in, in, that, in and out of there. They don't always tell me what exactly what it is. Yeah. But um, restaurants, yes, absolutely. Like, I've, I've had tons of people do restaurants, which probably means pizza too. But um, right. yeah, someone, one of my clients on the way to losing 70 pounds was going 70 to, pounds? So, yeah, okay. yeah, he did fantastic. And I can attest he's kept it off. And again, was um, pre hype was hypertension <laughs> on a statin. And then was able to slowly wean off of that. Um, and levels totally flipped, probably dropped by about 20 to 30 on systolic, systolic and diastolic, which is fantastic stuff. And I just, I, Personally, the big thing is I don't think enough people, it's coming around, but I don't think enough people know just how powerful movement and nutrition can be for someone's long-term health. Mm, mm -mm. Yeah. So how, how, do you, how do you do it? <laughs> for yeah. 70 pounds, maybe I should narrow down a question. I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah, I, I uh, like, so, go ahead. So this person needs to be flexible, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they gotta work out, obviously. They gotta expend some calories, but this person also would be busy. They would go out and eat out because yep. maybe that's part of the job. Like they have to see clients, they got to eat out with clients. Absolutely. Like how do you restrict that? Yeah, so the, so the eating out with the clients, for a lot of that it's, we've, we've set a foundation of, hey, when we sit down, what does our plate start to look like? It might be 
a open palm of protein at each meal. It might be a closed fist of veggies at each meal. It might be a cupped hand of carbs. So that's like kind of the basis of building our plate. And if they're doing those things, rather than selecting, it's not that they have to remove themselves altogether. It's choose the lesser of two evils, you know, mm -hmm. and then and then we get back onto our regular scheduled programming. And, you know, rather than I think what really happens is people psychologically go out to dinner, have the, sh have the meal that they consider to be shitty, and then compound that because they, they start hating themselves for it and start compounding more and more bad decisions on top of each other, mm. which leads them to the outcome they're often at. Mm. Not to mention they don't have time to slow down and, and kind of make the right choice in the first place. Right. Do you count calories? Do I personally? No, 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 for your clients. So you do very, very small subset of people. Probably, oh. probably like I would say in the neighborhood of uh, 30 some odd clients, I have about two to three do, do calorie counting. What, why, why do two, three? Why two, three? Yeah. I, like, I would say it's about employing the right strategy at the right time. Right. These people have been with me longer. They have a very good understanding of the nutrition and they want to use a small subset of time for a very particular event that they have coming up or oh, like, like summer bod, like something, something okay, like that. Okay. Like, 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 yo, I, I gotta look good in about 10 weeks. Boom. I'm going to this thing. So, so there we mm. might employ like, Hey, okay. We want to knock down a couple. They already are eating relatively healthy. Mm. We might need to employ some more mindful approaches of ways to get that done. Do you like consistent food choices? That's a beautiful word. That is, that is yeah. the nature of, <laughs> of, of the whole thing. Like summarizing everything, it's, it's being consistent 80% of the time. I think that's the, the nature. What, what, what I want to ask is like consistent yeah. food choices, like variety. I know. Okay. Like I used to do this and it Go worked on. like extremely well. Okay. I eat the same shit every single day. <laughs> and it was, it was like a robot. Yeah. I was in school, I was in grad school. Sure. Wake up, I get my oatmeal, I get my yeah. fruits, I get like a pancake. I, I mean, that's when I'm bulking, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm eating a lot. And, <laughs> then, and then lunchtime, I have a chicken breast, pasta, some salt, you know, pepper, yeah. plain shit, right? right? Dinner, I have like fish, steak, or chicken, yeah. one protein, beans, or rice or, 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 or pasta. So it's always the same stuff. Okay. So when I want to lose weight, I'm like, I know what they got to do. It's just the same stuff, but less. Yep. I need to gain weight, same stuff, but more. Exactly. So that worked for me because, but, you know, I'm, I live with my wife now and variety <laughs> is a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm the same way with my, my girlfriend. It's the, same, yeah. it's, the same, it's the same situation. Yeah. So do you find it a lot more challenging when there's a lot more variety involved? How do you navigate that? Because now, now I don't know the yeah. calories that I'm eating because it's inconsistent from day to day. Yep. Yep. Look, I'm not going to lie and sit here and saying if you, and it's something I employ for myself, again, a little bit more on the extreme side of what we're trying to do. But yeah, I'd be lying to say like having that habitual nature is more easy to count on, on what is working and what isn't working. It's a very smart system. The only problem is that system sometimes is prone to burnout, you know, or prone to a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that was good, man. <laughs> of course, of course. And plus, we all want to experience that. So are there ways to win around that? Yes, yes. If you're surrounding yourself around the things, around the food groups that are essentially much less processed, much more micronutrient dense 
and much more sati like create a better satiety effect, you're going to naturally eat less. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the big differentiator. So variety be damned, understanding what are the filling foods, like am I having water? Am I having healthy fats? Mm. Am I um, getting my fiber? Am I having my protein? Those mm. are like the big building blocks to creating right. sustainable feeling of fullness, right? Mm. Now, how do you implement it for your clients? Do you have like a cheat sheet where you're like, hey, oh, you have a cheat sheet? Oh, no, do I have a cheat sheet? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, so, that, so that approach is when we sit down for that conversation, we pull out what they're working on. So for example, it, you know, to, to keep things really general, it might just be, hey, we're working on one open palm of protein at each meal. Um, oh, okay, so you break it down. Break it down. Uh, okay. On a, and they'll work on that for two weeks. Because it sounds overwhelming when you're saying all that stuff. Exactly. Like, I know what you're talking about. Exactly. For like a person like listening, it's yeah. like, I'd rather not even start because <laughs> it's just, it's just so many things you just said. Absolutely. Right? So that's the magic of the whole thing is that to approach all this stuff, it does seem overwhelming. Should I eat, you know, can I restrict carbs, and especially all this stuff that's out there on Instagram, et cetera you can't eat fats, you can't eat carbs, you can't, you know, everything's restrict. So instead it's, what are we focusing on today? And generally, a lot of times I start with add. You know, oh. just addition versus subtraction, just for the brain is much more of a positive effect. Like you, you don't mm -hmm. want to feel like someone's, you know, you're taking away your toys, right, you know? Right. So it might be, we, yes, I ultimately want someone to cut, to reduce their, their caloric consumption over time if their goal is weight loss but it might be adding vegetables which are much more fibrous and more likely to keep them full right. so they'll have less of the snacking and junk around that time right oh okay i get it so like i'm just gonna have you add more vegetables and when you have these more vegetables naturally you're just gonna be too full to eat that cake boom that's the that's ah. the hope that's the hope i mean when you talk about sugar being as addicted to co as cocaine like right, right. that's that's the hope right i had a i'm pretty sure i had a sugar addiction back in college i think everyone can fall privy to that so i would just eat a ton of sugary stuff i'll go to late night you know you master yes night. oh that's the best second to none that honest. is the absolute best <laughs> they give you like the worst shit <laughs> but the best stuff right i always go um but yep. then when i need to cut i'm like just like, oh, I know you can you can uh, put some time into Burke cafeteria. Oh there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad I finally uh, figured it out. Yeah, that's awesome. Although I'm eating definitely more sweets than I want to, like, given the, more like teeth reasons than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do, doing that, some that, jaw work. A, yeah, no. I'll cabinet cabinet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not not a good kind. It's not a good kind. We we could talk. <laughs> I could talk about that all day, but I'm not too great on that department. So right. we try. But let's talk about like calories in, calories out. Because sure. I think everyone, uh, a lot of people I talk to, is like, well, it's science, calories in, calories out. Yeah. But now just processed foods, there's different calories that's coming from there. So yeah. you, do you believe in the quality of calories that you're taking in? Do I believe? Versus in out in terms of weight loss? Or, I mean, I've seen people yeah. eat sugar and all the bad stuff and still lose weight just because they're eating less calories. Yeah. But what do you think about that, like that strategy? Yeah. Calories in, calories out. Is, an ex is much, much more complex than people give credit to it. Mm -hmm. um, when you start adding in the thermal, thermic effect of food or... What you, is the thermic effect of food for people who don't know? Yeah, thermic effect of food is basically how much calories it takes to burn some, burn energy out of chewing or digesting that food group. So like if you're having a 
um, you know, something more dense like a sweet potato or something, it's going to take more time to process and digest. Um, and those are, the, those are the type of things that are going to create more calorie burn. So it's another kind of way to tip that scale in a positive direction. Mm, okay, so yeah, we do pay attention to the type of calories you're taking in, yeah. not just the quantity. Yes, that's, that's a good summary. That's a, that's a huge one. And that's, again, going to help with the, with the feeling of fullness, and it's going to help ultimately burn more calories and have less of that desire with like something like sugar to constantly want to continue eating the craving mm. kind of effect. Right, right. I want to yeah. touch on a little bit of exercise. Sure, of course. So, of course, the nutrition part, highly skilled in it. Getting people to change their habits around nutrition, that's, that's the wheelhouse that I'm not touching because <laughs> I am not even in charge of my own. <laughs> you know, at this point, I'm eating what's in front of me. You know, it's working well so far. You got a good lady. She's healthy, I'm healthy. <laughs> there it is. Luckily, she doesn't want to be healthy. <laughs> So things were going in my favor. Uh, but as far as exercise, there's, you know, there's a whole lot out there. Mm -hmm. Now there's like this whole high intensity interval training. Right now there's zone two training that's mm -hmm. gotten really popular. Like yep. people just on a treadmill watching a Netflix movie, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, for a couple hours. Sure. Like what is your ideal way of helping people, uh, I guess, keep on the same topic of losing weight because I know a lot of people still want to do that. Sure. And then, so what is the ideal way the, to work out? Absolutely. There's always going to be plenty of that. Um, I'm always going to be an advocate for strength training. I mean, I think that is number one once you get, once muscle is your friend and you're more aptly able to make it work for you, which just generally speaking, muscle is going to be better at um, keeping your metabolism going. So that's going to be, always be the first place that, you know, that I reach for. But again, part of like, part of the health component and taking a, a good look at all the, the factors that are going on, I want someone, yeah, I want someone to strength train, you know, two to three times a week, depending on what works for their scheduling and, and kind of what they can fit in. But I'd be lying to say like, yes, having some, some type of cardio as a baseline metric is not only going to help, you know, they're kind of a, a hand-holding effect, not only going to help your stamina in the gym and help you perform better and have um be able to do more work you'll also you know be able to be better set up for life and get the calorie burn you know as a bonus mm -hmm. um what i'm looking for from people depends where they're at you know if someone is more an advanced athlete and they have some familiarity and they're not totally um outside of the gym then we might tackle some higher zone training um but if they're just starting on and I have a, you know, just coming into the fitness realm, it might just be getting on the treadmill and dialing in for 20 minutes. Mm. Um, and, I, and I think to come full circle, I think that's a reason why when I first started prescribing people these things, there was, there was no follow through, right? Like I know what people need to do to get to where they're at. A lot of it's in that, hey, I tell you to do your homework, you, physical therapy, <laughs> you know, you give someone homework, you can try all you might, not everyone's going to do it, and the ones that do will see net benefit. So mm -hmm. part of the approach is, what can you do that was, that's more than you did yesterday, is really like the whole philosophy. It doesn't, it, I'm talking in, in, you know, science terms, but it doesn't have to be complex. That could be, you know, for someone who's been physically inactive, go for a walk. We don't, we don't have to make it like overtly complex. Hop on a treadmill for 20 minutes. That's a great baseline. It's going to improve your fitness profile and yeah. ultimately your health in the long run. So it sounds like you're just giving them these small wins just to stack them up. 
small and wins. later on, yeah. And Absolutely. That's exactly the way we look at it as yeah, well. Like someone comes in with a bad back or something. Right. We, we just a ton of things we can do. If you do them all, it actually won't be better because it's too much too for much. you to handle, right? Yeah, right. What is the low-hanging fruit? What is the, the best thing we can do at this point that can create the biggest amount of change? The yep. same, the 80-20 rule. What is the 20% Perfect. we can do that can give you 80% of the change that we're looking for? Yeah. Do that one thing. We, people come in here and for a bad bag or a bad hip, we might in the first session, we give them one exercise. That's it. And it's yeah. simple. They yep. do it. They come back and they're like, I don't know what happened, but I'm feeling great. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. Right. Now we might add one more. And then when we add another one, we take out another one. Yep. Super, super simple. That's perfectly summarized. That's, that's it in a mm -hmm. nutshell, and that's all I'm looking to do. I love it. And just definitely a big parallel between what we do and what you do. And that's yeah. why I love having people such as yourself come on these podcasts and just talk about these things because people don't know. Yeah. You know, people think, oh, yeah, he's a personal trainer. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's layers. There's layers to this layers. It's an it's onion. Like, it's an onion. Same thing for physical therapy. Right? Oh, it's a PT. Oh, no, no, no. Right, exactly. There's definitely layers <laughs> behind all of that. Absolutely. I was, I mean, I was ecstatic um, when I first found out when we connected through a, through a mutual client. And it, it's really unfortunate, I think, in, the, in this industry that there's not enough collaboration. And I, you know, I was taught and just from you know, my certifications alone, it was like, if something isn't in your wheelhouse or not up to you to, to fix or solve, refer out. And unfortunately, I would reach out to physical therapists and either, not, I wanna say laugh off, but like just didn't wanna entertain it. They're also busy too, I get it. Didn't wanna entertain it, barely sent information, which is a real loss for the, for the client because ultimately, regardless of what you try to get them to do, I'm there, I'm there day to day. Like, so I really want to, I always wanted to collaborate and you reached out and not only did you reach out, you responded back with a video, like within a day, broke down all the things you guys were working on, gave me exercises. And I was like, this is incredible. And I can incorporate that into the warm up and hopefully start to get a positive change in what he has going on. At least at the very least, he's getting more reps of that stuff without doing too much volume. So I was, I was ecstatic. It was like the first time I had that relationship and that was always what I was uh, looking for. So yeah. it's a definitely a unique situation that you guys do here and it's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, um, I was a personal trainer myself. Right. And I would refer people to physical therapy. <laughs> so I had the same struggle. Exactly. But I would send someone over there and then they get lost in, in the mix and they're like, now they're doing these low level exercises. Right. right. And I don't want that for the people walking through our doors. Like if, they, if they're not working with a trainer, we yeah. are in charge of their program as well. Perfect. Because yeah. I don't need you doing something stupid when you go into the gym and then mess yourself up and then you come back to me and then we're not making progress. And repeat progress. the cycle. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it doesn't work for me. Like I need to see changes week after week after week. And if we're not, we're going back and we're trying to figure out why we're not seeing changes. Cause it frustrates you, but also frustrates me as just the person who's giving these expert advice. I need to know why things aren't working. <laughs> it doesn't work, yeah. exactly. It, like, cause things should work the way it's supposed to work. And if it's not, it's my job to figure out why. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Cool, so we're gonna finish up this call, but um, I wanna end up with just a couple of fun questions. Let's do it. Favorite movie? 
Favorite movie, Casino. Ooh. Casino. Oh, top, that's top. the first that's <laughs> the first one I heard from Casino. Okay, all right. We'll get the Casino it's one. It's a good right one. Now. Highly recommend. Which what'd you like about Casino though? Like what's what's, um, what's the shit that was getting you? Oh man. Um, I mean, performances are incredible. I mean, that's um, the one with, um, is it Jack Nicholson in there? In there? It is Robert, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, definitely. I always yep. mix them up. Robert yep. De Niro, yep. Exactly. So that one, um, time period, attitude, directing, the whole thing is just fantastic from start to finish. It is just such a good crafted piece of filmography. I, I love it. I love it. Cinematography, I should oh, say. Love yeah. it. All right. I need, I need I don't want to embarrass myself. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see it now. <laughs> Check it out. Come it back to me. All right. And what are you listening to right now? What am I listening to? Ooh. Fitting with the vibe. Very uh, Marvin Gaye these Ooh, days. Marvin Gaye. Okay. Uh, and, and I will work out to Marvin Gaye. I am at that point of training. <laughs> I don't need music. <laughs> I was uh, running outside during the start of the snowstorm last week. Mm -hmm. I was running and I was trying to fight through the snow. It was like in my face. Cool. Guess what I got on? Nothing like no heavy metal, no dubstep, <laughs> or nothing like that. I got Lana Del Rey on. Boom. Keep, <laughs> keep the peace. Keep the peace. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, if I cry now, they won't notice because the thing is wet. <laughs> so I'm going to take the mind off the road, keep the, keep the uh, stress low. Keep the yeah. stress low. Go, Mahe. Thanks for hey, being on. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Awesome, man. Mm -hmm.